exploit it. This week, I am Alexis Jowski. And uh, this week, I am Kevin Daly. Next week, I might not be. I think we're, yeah, yeah, that came out so wrong. But still, this week, we're talking about Morky's <laughs> 1981, directed by Bob Clark. 20th Century Fox would like to introduce you to Pee Wee and his pals. Big and hearty mother. Tommy, Mickey, Tim. We're going tonight, right? I don't know. And the biggest man on campus. Why do they call you meat? Because it's so big? When they're not in class, they're into everything. But what they'd like to get into most is a place called Porky's. I left my idea. Here, use this one. That's my Bible school card. Unfortunately, we can only show you the outside of Porky's. Because what goes on inside is not to be believed. Boy, the locker room. Oh, it turned me on. We'd like to show you more of the locker room, but this kind of physical education just isn't taught. We can't show you more of the shower scene. Because what they're looking at isn't watered down. They want us to look. They want us to look. Porky. You too will be back for a second look. I hated this movie so much. It's fucking terrible. And the thing is, Bob Clark did Christmas Story, which I love. Yeah, Bob Clark did good work. I mean, in addition to Christmas Story, he also did Black Christmas. Yeah, what the fuck is this movie? Um, And it's written and directed by him. And in fact, when I... the credits roll, Bob Clark's Porky's, Bob Clark is bigger than Porky's. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck... This movie... This fucking movie, like, okay, let's, let's, before we just start incoherently raging about this film, let's actually go through it. Um, one thing with Bob Clark, this was what I consider the beginning of the end for him, because he, he did awesome. Well, I mean, Christmas Story came after this. Yeah, it was 83 Christmas Story, I want to yeah. say, it came out the year I was born. But yeah. after Christmas Story, it just, he falls on his ass. He does rhinestone. God. That fucking Dolly Parton, Sylvester Stallone yeah. musical. Yeah, right. Ugh. Uh, he, he does He does a pretty decent slasher with popcorn, but then My Summer Story, that sequel to Christmas. Oh yeah, I didn't even know he did. I forgot that it even existed. And then he did the Baby Geniuses movies. Oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But uh, incidentally, he... I, re I read the book that uh, Christmas Story is based off of. In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, I think is the title. Yeah, there's a new one coming out. I'm just, yeah. Oh, you're right, yeah. Uh, well, there was maybe. that Christmas Story 2 that I watched, like, when it came out 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, that was, like, yeah. Awful. <laughs> Back in the old, the early Geek Juice days. But there's a new one coming out with Peter Billingsley reprising the character. Um, and people there are like, go. it looks good. I'm like, I don't know how it looks because I re really just don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll probably end up saying that. But Porky's begins with this gigantic extended shot of the neon sign for Porky's. 
And all our credits are just the parking lot, and we watch this neon sign of these pigs, and the girl yeah, pig has this shapely ass. Yeah, I get, I get like, two minutes of pig upskirt, and I'm not sure I need that. Yeah, it's just, like, on a loop. It's just the worst gif ever of a pig pulling up her dress and showing you her pig ass. Yeah, it's, uh, yes, right. And it's not like a scene continues from there. We don't actually go back to this place until much later in the movie. It just shows you this and the credits, and then it tells you it's April 12th, 1954. Yeah, it's basically if a movie was set in uh, 1984, was made today, or 1982 was made today, yeah. Yeah. Feel old now? Yep, that's, uh, that's, that's what we got here. Because what we get is this fucking kid, Eddie, Pee-wee. God, fuck this kid. I hate him so much. Oh. All the, most of the characters are obnoxious. This guy is infinitely more so. And he's waking up, and his first order of business is to measure his dick. And he has a fucking chart. He charts this shit. Um, and he's like, oh no, it's getting smaller. I mean, you got what you got, dude. Yep. And, um, already I'm like, I hate this movie. Yeah. Then he goes to school, and I had a note here about this is the second movie in a week that's played the song Shaboom. That life could be a dream Shaboom. if I could take you up in paradise up above. Shaboom. If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love, life could be a dream. Sweetheart, hello, hello again. Shaboom, and open with me again. Boom. You know yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I watched uh, Don't Worry, Darling earlier that uh, week, which, not a you great didn't, didn't movie. Go see the- Life could be a dream musical, but no. that's not something we saw. Um, and we get all this fucking horrible antics, like, right in school, before school starts. And this redneck comes up to our protagonists, who I don't have all of their names. Yeah. I did not give much of a shit. Assholes one through four. But he's like, hey, did you get the N-word? Yeah. And they're and like, the, oh, no, you mean a colored man or a negro. And they're like, no, I mean the N-word. And my, I'm like, in what universe is this funny? Yeah, I mean, this you have to, This was written in 1980. It came out in 82? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is probably, this is set in Florida, by the way. So, yes, it's you know, set in Florida. Florida. So it's the South. I mean, and it's Florida. And But, uh, I mean, to be fair, there's some realism here because that is probably how they, so, they talked in 1952. Yeah, and it's technically a uh, Canadian film. It's actually the most profitable film ever from Canada. Uh, I mean, I think the most profitable band from Canada is Nickelback. So what does that what does that tell you? Yeah, this is the Nickelback of sex comedies. That's there, perfect, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that should be on the box. And so they're making fun of of Pee Wee because, like, he went on a date with this girl. And I do have her name because she comes up later. Um, She's one of the better characters in the movie. Wendy. Yeah. And like he went on. She's a, a crack up. She is. She's she's done dirty, but. Yeah, but she's funny. She is. She um went on a date with with Pee Wee here, and they start making out, and he go she goes down to to feel him up, and realizes that he's already wearing the condom, like he. He wore the condom to the date. Maybe he's got that jizz in your pants condition, you know, like that Lonely Island song. You have to wear a rubber all, at all times. It's a necessity. But, th- but then we also find out far later that he has no clue how to use a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, <laughs> uh, we also yeah. need another character named Meat. <laughs> I kind of like Meat. For the most part, Meat. Yeah, I, one of the better ones. So named for the girth of his penis. Yeah. And they um, he's like talking to this young girl. It's like, why do they call you Meat? Oh, well, I can show you. I can show you. And they're like, Meat, yeah. don't. She's only a freshman. Well, <laughs> Wendy puts the girl up to it. Yeah. And he's like, are you sure? You want to know? And then his buddy comes up like, dude, you, you can't do that. <laughs> and um, they're doing this gag with these two eggs that they, they pull this gag on Pee-wee where this guy's just tossing these two eggs. And he's like, what are you doing with those eggs? And so he lets one egg fall and it smashes and gets all over the ground. And then they smash the other egg on Pee-wee's head, but it turns out it's just a hard-boiled egg. So nothing happens. Yeah. And Pee-wee's like, oh, I want to play this prank on somebody. And he goes up, and he fucks it all up, because they gave him two raw eggs. Yeah, they trolled the shit out of him. It's funny. And they, they run around at antics, and they run into this teacher named Miss Ballbreaker. Ballbreaker, as they call her throughout most of the movie. Yeah, and which brings me to one thing in this movie, is that none of these women in this movie are normal. They're all fucking weird. They're like caricatures. Yeah, there's no, like, just regular-ass normal women. Yeah, there aren't. Um, they all gotta be weird. It's like Bob Clark doesn't know what a woman is. Yeah. And yeah. Pee-wee starts just pissing me off here, because he's just... I have my notes in here. P Eddie is too goddamn thirsty. Yeah, I said he's super lame. Reeks of desperation. Because they're like, we have to go to the showers now, because they spy on the girls in the shower. But they Yeah, I mean, those ages before internet porn, man. Checking out Booba was so hard. Yeah, and they miss all the, the money shots they wanted. They show up late. And so they're all meeting up, because they're going out to the middle of the Everglades, into some swamp, to have sex with a prostitute named Cherry Forever. And it's and all... It's, I feel like this movie's about to become a different genre. It doesn't, but it totally should have. Yeah, because they um they're they're told when they get in that Cherry's got a, a husband that, that will murder anybody that sleeps with his wife. And so they all show up and two of the guys they claim, Well we've already done her, we'll let you guys go. Oh no, no, they go in to do her first. They get first dibs. Yep. And so everybody else has to strip naked and wait in the waiting room. Um, of course, Cherry comes out and she inspects all of their junk. Yeah, I don't think this is the the uh, the the Fugazi Fugazi had an idea with waiting room. Yeah, sitting in the waiting room with your dong hanging out. I don't think that's what they're talking about. Um, and she comments about Pee Wee's small little guy. Yep, his tiny wiener. And she honestly believes that meat is deformed. <laughs> yeah, because she jokes, and then when she goes back with the two guys that are like, "This is all a prank." She's like, seriously, that boy is deformed. He should get help. <laughs> because they get in this this black guy. Um, yeah, this is this is who they hired. They were talking about earlier. Yeah, and so I mean, they paid ten bucks, they which paid, was uh, about the equivalent of one hundred and thirteen dollars today. By the way, it's a lot of goddamn Lord. money. That guy got paid. Yeah, well, he does a good job here because they. Uh, yeah, he does. They make all the sounds that they're having sex with Cherry, and then he gets up and he's like, "You fucking my wife, you ah, blah. And um, they throw fake blood on themselves and fall out the door. He runs out with a machete and scares everybody. And I'm like, "This is funny." Yeah. I mean, I kind of thought it was funny. And they all run away. Uh, Pee Wee gets picked up by the cops because he's running down the street naked. Yep, yeah, we got some. So 21 minutes in at this point, and we've got Kaka and no Booba. <laughs> 
We don't get Booba until way later in the movie. Uh, I, I made a note of it. 33 minutes. We'll get there, though. And um, so they take him to the diner because, you know, it's the 50s. Everyone goes to them drive-in diners and hangs out there. Right. Yep. They take him there in, like, a, a, a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets his clothes back, and we meet one of the kids. I can't remember his name, Mike or something, who has this absolutely racist dad that just got out of jail. Yep. And he comes up. He's like, I heard you ran away from a N-word. And beats the kid up. And nobody really cares or does anything. The cops kind of shove him off. He's like, they let him get away with some stuff. There is a limit. So they're kind of like, all right, get out of here. And so Pee Wee has a line here of just, I need to get laid. I'm going crazy. I need to get laid. And I'm like, nobody actually acts that way. Unless they're fucking. (laughs) Yeah. You know, even addicts. So they decide that they're going to go to some club named Porky's, yep. um, which is that big giant strip club we saw at the beginning with the pig butt. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they, um, they're, they're, yeah, it's going to cost them each $30, and it's 70 miles out in the Everglades. And some $30 can- is 350 today. A yeah. lot of fucking money. And that's the, the cover. Yeah. That doesn't even count what they're paying for sex workers. And some character says, give me pussy or give me death, which I hated that line. Yep, that's a that's a thing that was said. But they're going to go there the next day. But at school, we have um, this gigantic gag condom that they joke around with Pee Wee. Oh, yeah. That's um, Wendy's like, I have a present for you for being the biggest dickhead I ever went out with. And she puts, like, the condom condom on him because it's like a full body condom. What was, which naked gun movie was that in? Were they, <laughs> we need to use protection and fucking Leslie Nielsen's in a giant full body condom? Probably the first one. Maybe the third I, one. I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was one of the, th- one of the three naked gun movies. I just don't remember which one yeah. now. And some kid takes the condom and is running around like it's a big, you know, his own phallus. And he runs right into ball bricker. Good old-fashioned sexual harassment. And we get a quick scene here of the coaches. That they're checking out this one other girl named Miss Honeywell. Like, that's that's a James Bond girl name. Yeah, that's right. That's a James Bond girl name. And they're like, oh yeah, they call her Lassie. Oh, you'll find out. And they're just yeah, I hate as this. bad I hate as the this students. Joke. I hate this running joke throughout the whole fucking movie. Yeah, we don't find out why she's called Lassie till later. I mean, and the scene, that scene is so dry. We'll get there, whatever. And, uh, one of them has this line where it's like, oh yeah, that's the kind of girl that wants to be loved for her mind. Like, <laughs> that's a bad thing? And so they, yeah, well, you know. These horrible, horrible men, they all load up and they go to Porky's. And Porky is a big, giant, fat man. He has a pig mobile. Oh, yeah. yeah. That thing. That thing. It's a, his pig mobile. And Pee-wee, fucking idiot, forgot his fake ID. Yeah. So they, they give him one, and they go in, and it's just vulgar. Cause, well, A, the place looks like a Texas roadhouse. <laughs> it does look like a Texas roadhouse. Fucking peanut shells all over the floor. I mean, it just looks awful in here. It's so unsanitary, and these women are getting naked on stage, and that's where you get your booba 30 minutes in. 33 minutes in till booba. That's really slow for a sex comedy. And somebody's like, it's a pussy stampede! This gets, it gets worse and worse. And for no reason at all, some character has to, you know, be a total dick and say, 
It's actually called Pedendum. Oh, yeah. Which I had to look up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the scientific word for external genitalia. Why the fuck is this line in this movie? Somebody, Bob Clark just happened to know a fancy word and wanted to throw it in the fucking movie. And they talk, they have an attack pig. Like, you don't see it attack anybody, but they just indicate, whoa, we have an attack pig. And there's a dude up with, like, a bear, you know, some sort of submachine gun that looked like it came off of a World War II bomber. And so they're like, we want to talk to Porky. Um, the actual line is, I want to talk to Porky, I want to pay for pussy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't, this, this, the, the dialogue in this movie just hurts my brain. It does. And they talk about, like, um, oh yeah, it just kind of, you know, the girls are just going to come over and flirt with you and try to buy get you to buy their overpriced drinks. You know, you don't want yeah, to do that. Stri- you want to go right to Porky. That's right. That's how strip clubs work, yes. That is exactly how strip clubs work. I mean, because it's like $10 a drink. Yeah. That's, and the that's reason why is because the girl is getting some of that money. Yeah. Because it's not like they're making just huge bank off a $10 Bud Light. It's also going to the girl that encouraged you to buy the Bud Light. So just... Buy the Bud Light, ports the girls. And of course, the girls at strip clubs, they're not going to want you to buy them a Bud Light. Because they're like, buy me a drink. And they're like, buy me this uh, top shelf tequila thing for $30. They make a deal with Porky. They want, well, first they're like, we want five of your girls up in Porky's pen. Where he's like, five of my piglets. I'm like, this is so misogynist. Yeah. Ugh. But for $100, they get three girls for 30 minutes. It's just an obscene amount of money. Yeah, and so he just basically puts them in this... More than a grand. Yeah. And he just basically gets them into this dark room that has a trap door that just drops drops them out into the the swamp. And, And in Porky's defense, the kids deserved it. Yeah, and Porky comes out and explains exactly why he did it. You're all underage. You should not be in my bar. Yeah. So Porky is, I feel, completely fucking justified in this. Oh, yeah. And these kids, they give him so much shit. And Porky's and like, just... you're underage coming here to buy women from me. I mean, you fu- fuck off, kids. And he's... Just ta- I'm like, just take the loss, kids, and move on. It's fine. <laughs> he actually makes a point of saying that he's not a pimp. He runs a strip club, not a brothel. And so the kids, they, they, because they're such assholes, they they piss off the cop who breaks out their headlights. Cop's uh, the brother of Forky, by the way. Yeah, and, you know, tells them, oh, $35 fine, no headlight. And I'm like, yeah, pay it, you fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is a slight tangent, but this is a thing in, in like, 80s teenage movies, right? Like, we're some, they want us to identify with the kid. But yeah. it's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller is the villain in that movie. Yeah, and in this movie, these kids are the villain. Yeah, we're. I don't care what the movie is trying to say. When you present reality versus these asshats, guess what? Yeah, like, <laughs> They're I'm, the villains. I'm totally on Porky's side here. And but of course, being the South, all of the customers have guns. By the way. Yeah, it's the South. And so all these kids are like, "We need to get revenge on Porky." I'm like, "No, you don't." You, you you went into a strip club with fake IDs and tried to solicit sex. You're all a bunch of fucking criminals. Just take the loss, go back home, and just, you know, continue to try to fail at 
hooking up with girls at your school. And, um, wow, really? Oh, yeah, that did happen before. I was looking at my notes. Uh, because apparently the next scene is that one kid being kicked off the basketball team for being... He pushes oh, a, the, the Jew kid. A, a bigot, yeah. Yeah, he pushes right. the Jewish kid. And so All they right. kick him off the basketball team. And in the locker room, he starts talking about, Uh, let's fly a kite! Let's go fly kites! It's good weather for kites! To where the Jewish kid has to get up and say, It's it's kike. You're too stupid to be a good bigot. Yeah, you're too stupid to be an actual good race, good racist. <laughs> and so they get in this fight, and we realize that this Jewish kid, um, I have his name somewhere, is actually a pretty, pretty good scrapper. And he talks about how he knows jujitsu and stuff. Which, you have to realize, in 19... 19- a kid who knows jujitsu in 1954 or 52, I can't remember this is set, 54, that was not common. You have to remember that came out of Japan and, you know, our interaction with Japan in that such way, if you think about it, like, less than 10 years since the end of World War II. Oh, yeah. This, And I think he's from, like, he's from New York, right? Mm-hmm. From the Bronx or something. So he's a tough kid. Dude knows how to box, dude knows how to, how to grapple. And he's obviously been bullied by bigots before, so he's learned to defend himself. Yeah, he's a he's a badass. Smart too. And so, he is the he is the best character in this movie. He is. Um and then our our heroes at huge gigantic fucking air quotes. Brian is the kid's name. Brian is the, the Jewish kid's name, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Brian is the racist's name. Oh, is it? I yeah, because I thought it was Brian Brian Schwartz. Brian Schwartz. I, I know it's it. Schwartz. Um, because they come up to, to Schwartz. Yeah, they would call him that. And they ask him about, you know, his, you know, fighting style and everything. And they're like, yeah, but our friend, you know, he gets a temper. You're, you're the bad guy for beating up our friend. Yeah, yeah, he can be kind of mean and, and racist sometimes, but he's our buddy. Don't go be so hard on him. And again, the big like fuck you guys. Yeah, Brian Schwartz. That's... Brian Schwartz. Okay. Yeah. 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 Brian Schwartz defends himself. <laughs> That's my note. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're basically trying to tell him, hey, his dad's a racist asshat, you know, and he. Well, I he, he, Brian learns very soon that that is in fact the case. Yeah, but they're they're trying to tell him to just. Just put up with the anti-Semitism. Don't hurt our friend when he calls you horrible things. And I'm like, no, no, Brian, beat the shit out of him again. On principle. No, his dad will beat the shit out of him enough for everybody. And so, um, there's a random scene where, because everybody's at the, the drive-in, which is called Deadbeats, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's right. And they do a prank call, like, oh, yeah, is uh, Mike Hunt there? It's a classic. It is a classic prank call. It is. Um, I rolled my eyes through the whole scene. Yeah, it's dumb, but also, it's like, classic. And we find out that Meat got turned down by Princeton, which, to not surprise, when they first said that he was applying to Princeton, I was like, you're a fucking idiot, good luck. Well, I'm guessing he was, it was a basketball thing, to to play on the basketball team, because they mentioned they had, like, a bunch of offers from tons of colleges, so he's a pretty good basketball player, he's a big, tall guy. And then, um... So, Meat is fucking stone drunk. Just completely shit-faced. And he, like, passes out in his food. 
And the police are coming up like, you've been drinking? And the kids are like, no, no, he's a diabetic. And even Brian Schwartz comes up and defends these guys to the cops. And because they're white people in the South in the 50s, they get off with a warning. Right, exactly. And then we find out that this one kid, Mickey, has keeps going to Porky's. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, and he keeps. I keep going. hoping he'll die. He keeps going to Porky's, and we see him coming, always beat up. He's like, the people at Porky's, they said my idea was bad, and they, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're your fucking high schooler that keeps starting shit with these people. Big, mean rednecks that you're fucking with for some reason. Yeah. And, uh, but they can't care about too much for Mickey because, uh, Kavanaugh is the, the the racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad shows up and beats him up for uh, losing a fight to a Jew. Yeah. And they're all like, yeah, see what you did, Brian? See what you did, Schwartz? This is what happens. And then we have the coach and Miss Honeywell. Tied so Joe DiMano noises. Yeah. Um, As we go up the staircase. Yeah, we do. We do get the upskirt up the, the staircase. Uh, Miss Ballbricker, because apparently we learned that her first name is Beulah. Because she's giving Miss Honeywell shit. She's like, hey, you can't go off and have sex with other teachers on the school campus. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's fair, right? And Miss Honeywell's like, ah, ah, fuck you, fuck you, beautiful ball breaker. She says they're acting like eels and heat, but what, what are eels and heat like? Does anybody know? I don't know. It's a weird line. There's some... some some different breeds of fish have weird sex, but I don't know much about eels. I don't know anything about eels. They taste delicious in sushi, though. And Beale is like, well, I'm going to get you fired for moral turpitude, which actually was a thing you could get fired for. Up until, like, the 80s, teachers could get fired for that. And I fact, mean, you wouldn't need that. To, I mean, you just get fired for having sex on campus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So Miss Honeywell takes this teacher, and they end up in the the boys' locker room. And Miss Honeywell is just so turned on by the smell of this fucking sweaty ass locker room. And yeah, uh, he, I, I at this point I'm curious about her developmental history. She's but, like, "Oh my god, jock straps! They smell so good." I'm like, that seems like something bad happened to her. And they start having sex, and the guy's like, why do they call you Lassie? Because we find out she howls. Yeah, and everybody's aware of this except the, the old head coach, the actual head coach of the basketball team. Yeah. So all the cheerleaders are making, like, doggy paw, like, animations and stuff like that. The assistant coach is hiding, laugh, laughing. And apparently, I don't know how this school is built. Like, is this locker room uh, on top of the gym? I'm... Uh, yes. Because the whole school hears them having sex. And she's just howling and just... And everybody's laughing and I'm like, is this funny? <laughs> this is what my note said. Everyone knows what the head coach... I mean, you wanted to know, dude, because they were, you know, the Lassie thing. And I go, ha ha, poor girl. Okay, okay, the scene is a bit drawn out now. <laughs> yeah, and then he gags her with a jaw strap, which she eventually spits out to keep keep howling. Uh, it's, it's just terrible. Um, and there's no consequence for this. I mean, 
it's just it's very heavily implied that the the coach is getting the guy banged Honeywell is getting fired. That's yeah. about it. But I mean, like, ah, you humiliated this poor girl. No big deal. Meanwhile, these students are like, let's go on a beaver shoot. That's uh, that's what they call it. Yep. And they go to the showers again. This time, they get there in time to see all the girls. So we get. Yep, they, they're they all make naked. It. Um. So hard back in the day. The golden age of internet porn was such a boon for teenage boys. And they're all looking at them like, I've never seen so much wool. Yep. One of many scenes I groaned audibly at. And Pee Wee, his, his little peephole is right next to where this uh, large girl is showering. So he can't see the girls that he really wants to see. And he finally gets so stupid that he just yells, Move it, you lard ass! She's bad, it's just a bigger girl. Yeah, so they all... The and also, way to blow, also, way to blow your cover, idiot. Yeah. And so all the other girls are like, what, what is this? What is this? Oh, we're being spied on. And this fucking kid, I can't remember his name, um, although we do hear it a lot in the, the scenes after. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just a health department here to check on unlicensed pussies. Another terrible, terrible line. And he sticks his tongue through the hole, and then he decides to stick his penis through the hole. Yeah, because that's a good idea. Yeah, and he goes, hi, I'm Polly the Penis. I love to have fun. And Miss Ballbreaker comes in and just fucking yanks it, trying, like, pulling it through the wall. And yeah, he's, she's like, I'm going to pull you through this hole. I'm like, that's a tiny hole. It's going to be hard to get him through there. He deserves it. Maybe she, you could just do the... Anyway, yes. Yeah, I mean... And so they all end up in the uh, the principal's office, and the principal's this just ancient mummy of a dude. And the word penis makes him uncomfortable. Yeah, he actually says, can we call it a tallywhacker? Penis is just too personal. I'm like, it's not personal, it's clinical. That's actually what the, what the body part is called, you fucking tool. And Miss Ballbreaker is like, I can recognize this penis in a lineup. It had a mole on it. You know, and these fucking kids just keep making jokes about it until even the principal breaks. And they all just laugh at Miss Ballbreaker. Well, it's, it, the, co it's the, co the assistant coaches. The guy who fucked Honeywell and the older coach. Yeah, they all just laugh this off. I mean, now, if this to be fair, to be fair, they would not let a woman teacher, coach, look at a bunch of uh, adolescent, you know, a bunch of teenage boys' dicks to identify. That's not something they would allow her to do. No, it's not. But to chastise and just laugh off this whole affair is awful. Yeah. That, I mean, the school should be like, yes, we are going to do whatever we can to figure out what happened. Not just like, ah, ha, ha, you can't look at dicks. Yeah, both of those things are true. They should have done something, and also, not that's not how you can uh, actually to, to investigate it. Looking at a lineup of, of boy penises is not something you can do. And so the school has some dance. I don't know. Schools do. They, they schools still just have random ass dances. Yeah. And um, that's when Kavanaugh's dad comes to beat him up again. Yeah, there's a scene I I, I where they like swap a. Uh, short guy with the tall girl to dance. I'm like, what the guy's the guy with the tall wife. I feel attacked by this scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they, they come to respect that the racist actually respects Schwartz here for sticking up for him. 
Yeah, he learns a little bit of lesson. Realizes his dad's a shithead. This is like the only like semi redeemable scene in the movie where it's like, okay, well, there's some character growth here. Yeah, a very minimal. It's like yeah, the the bare minimum of character growth. And then Mickey shows up yet again, beat up by the people at Porky's. He's a fucking idiot. Yep. And they're like, okay, this is the last straw. Let's go get revenge on Porky? Not like, let's lock our friend up so he stops going into this fucking den of sharks or whatever, you know? Yeah. And they even get the local cop that's like, yeah, I'm gonna help you with this. Well, he's the brother of the idiot who keeps going back to the place. Yeah. And, um, in, in a true sign of character development, Kavanaugh tells Schwartz, don't tell people your name is Schwartz. Like, I care. Yeah, I, don't, I, yeah, I don't want you to get killed, dude. But he's, I mean, he's not, I mean, in his defense, he's not wrong. They're, if they were racist shitheads where they are, down at Porky's, they're even worse. So, And I'm pretty sure this Jewish kid is aware of that. Yes. I would hope so. And I'm pretty sure he's thinking, well, we're going to go destroy this place and get revenge on this guy. Like, he's going to tell them his fucking name at all? Good point. And so, the thing with Porky's is it's built on top of a swamp. Yeah, it's not a great idea to build your uh, building on a bayou, by the way. Yep. And so, all these kids, they uh, swim under it with chainsaws. And they start sawing out all the supports for this building before they, they get up to the front. And they're like, Porky, you, you ugly fat man, come out. And they basically, yeah, they, um, they've got trucks and boats hooked up to all those supports that they sawed out. And they just sink the whole fucking bar. And we're supposed to cheer because, yo, goddamn this Porky for enforcing liquor re- regulations. Yeah, that's... Like, fuck you, Porky, you wouldn't let underage kids drink. We'll destroy your bar. What's the legal drinking age in 1984 for uh, Florida was? I don't know. Um, I think it was 21, because I think the last state to hold out was Louisiana. They changed it in 1982, if I recall correctly. But even in the context of the movie in the 50s, it was still 18. Yeah, it would have been 18, right? And these kids are still supposed to be under 18. And... You know, so they they just destroy the bar, and they're like, fuck you, Porky, blah, 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 and they start to leave, and Porky and his gang hop in the pigmobile to give chase, which, it just honks, this thing, it's just like, honk, 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 honk. <laughs> and the- he, Porky, Not that Porky's the best guy on the planet, but <laughs> still probably in the right here. Yeah, I am on Porky's side. And he has no legal resource because these kids fucking trashed the police cars. Yeah. That's one thing that's in their, their great big revenge plot here is that they trashed the police cars so the police can't chase them out of the county. They, like, loosened the wheels on one. They What'd they do to the first one that didn't want to start? Oh, I don't know. Something with the engine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they put. I know they. Re, I knew they did like a reverse, and they ended up in the water. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, because the guy goes in Florida, and he just ends up in reverse. And there's he's like, I, I was doing it right, and then the other one, the wheels just fall off like a fucking cartoon. And they finally get to the county line, and at the county line, the whole fucking school is there for some reason. 
the rest of the movie rather excessive. Yeah, there's a whole marching band at the county line. The whole school is there for no reason. And, um, you know, and now that they're across the county line, the, uh, Porky's cops have no jurisdiction. And the sheriff that's like Porky's brother. Yeah. And start saying, well, we were serving my alcohol to minors, and Porky's like, shut the fuck up! Like, yeah. this sheriff just keeps making it worse for Porky, and Porky's like, shut the fuck up! Like, these kids yeah, come it, into our bar, they're underage! <laughs> and then they- yeah, and it's, and it's, uh, and it's his brother, too, just fucking him over. And so, the, uh, the sheriff for the, uh, the, the county comes up and he's like oh you have a busted headlight porky it's fifty dollars porky's like yes i will pay you right now for that and the brother starts ranting shit again and porky's like shut the fuck up <laughs> because it just pisses his cop off and he just takes a shotgun to porky's car it's like shoots the, the radiator out yeah and th- th- this fucking like pigmobile just kind of falls on its flat tires going oink you know, and I feel bad for Porky, because Porky, he, he was he was doing his job as a businessman and keeping out the underage so he could still have this liquor license, okay? Yeah, but, you know, 80s sex comedy. Yeah, and um, so they all laugh, they all have a good laugh, and poor Wendy here, because apparently they made a bet that if they pulled this off, Wendy would have sex with Pee-wee. They did not consult Wendy on this. And they tell her, go have sex with Pee-wee, we have decided. And she goes, fine. Yeah, and so she goes to go have sex with Pee-wee in this bus. And I mean, to be fair, she was going to have sex with him earlier in the movie, she was just pissed that he was wearing a condom, being yeah. presumptuous with the condom. And so Pee-wee runs out, he's like, oh hey, I need a rubber, and they give him one, and then he runs back out, he's like, it's too big. Yeah, because he's got a tiny dick, that's a running joke. And they all laugh at Pee-wee and his tiny dick with Wendy here. And then Miss Ballbricker is like some fucking mad swamp woman now. Yep. She and, comes uh. Out like the villain in a slasher film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're back to the slasher movie that it almost became early on. Because the one kid that was like sticking his penis through the showers, he's, for some reason, is taking his pants off. And Miss Ballbricker just runs out. And, I know that penis! And she's like. Just- running out like a crazy person. And I'm like, not legal, lady. Not legal. And they all laugh and the credits are rolling and it's... It sucks. God, this movie blows ass. Incidentally, uh, the guy who plays the brother is Alex Karras, who uh, we... Uh, as as movie watchers, we know him as Mongo from Blazing Saddles, and oh. TV watchers use George Papadopoulos in Webster. And uh, for f- sports fans, he is a Hall of Fame uh, defensive uh, defensive tackle from the 1950s, both the college and pro football Hall of Fame. So quite a life for that gentleman. Yeah, um, they made a sequel, Porky's Revenge. They made two out. sequels. Yep. Well, Porky's, Porky's two the next day. And Porky's yes. Revenge. And Porky's Revenge. They made two, yeah. Two and then in 2009, they made Porky's Pimp and Pee-wee, which is not a real movie. It's an Ashcan copy. It's – they had the rights to remake Porky's, but they couldn't remake Porky's, so they just threw out this thing to maintain the rights. It's basically like Corman's Fantastic Four, but Porky's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Porky's was the fifth highest grossing film of 1982. Jesus. Right? I'm terrible. What the fuck? Yeah, 105 million. 
put that into perspective, Star Trek Two came out the same year and made seventy eight million. <sighs> People love this movie for some reason too. I, I I don't get it. Yeah, and um, Roger like even Hooper, it, even ignoring all the the sexism and, and and shit, like it's just not funny. So Roger Ebert, he did not like this movie. He hated it. He gave it like one star. Good. That's and the correct review. In his review, he came up with an acronym, which is very... We'll get a lot more into this kind of... His theory here in the next... In our bonus episode. Yeah. But he came up with an acronym for these sex comedies called ACNES. Uh-huh. A-C-N-E-S, which stands for Adolescent Characters Neurotic Eroticism Syndrome. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole genre, right? Yeah, it's just they so want to get laid that all that matters is that these boys get laid. These women are not people. They are just tools for these men. Oh, wow. Right. You know where Porky's had its, its, its premiere? Colorado Springs. That, that's interesting. And then it was banned in Ireland. Uh, hopefully just for being shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sex aside, it's, it's just shit. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't like cen- like censor censoring movies for release, but if it's just bad and you just want to protect your people from horrible cinema, then I appreciate that Ireland. <laughs> yeah, and um, like the movie doesn't even get sex comedy right. They no, it fucks up everything. Like the the peeping tom scene, which yeah. there are sex comedies that have funny pe- peeping tom scenes. Um, this one it just feels smutty. And gross. Everything in this movie is so disgusting. I mean, there's just the issue is that none of these characters have any dimension to them, right? Like they're no, all one they dimension. Don't. They're all caricatures. Every single one of them. It's interesting because you could make a movie like this, right? But have them be like developed characters, and most likely, if you do that, it does not end up being a comedy. It just ends up being kind of a bit of a bummer slice of life movie, right? Um, because because that's kind of what being a teenager is it's awkward it's uncomfortable you're dealing with hormones and i'll make if you don't make them just caricatures it just kind of doesn't work yeah it's just like oh god yeah we were all cringy when we were that age i am so glad that the internet was in its infancy when i was growing up can you imagine the shit the things we said as kids like just being on the internet forever i had a friend that once said, like, you have to have sex with a woman until she has five orgies. Because he didn't quite know that there was a difference between orgy and orgasm. That's a lot of orgies. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> you really then you, gotta have keep, to... you gotta keep doing it until you keep scheduling each of the orgies. That's a lot. Man, that's a lot of stamina. Because <laughs> you gotta make it on the phone call. It's like, hey, are you posted on the, you know. The internet's like, hey, we're having an orgy, and you got to do this five different days, and you got to keep going each time. Are you on Backpages.com yet? Please, I have to finish this. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> uh, uh, anyway, fuck this movie. Yeah, fuck this movie. Um, oh, one of the defenses for this movie is like, oh well, it's a product of its time, which is why I'm so glad that we've paired our bonus episode to a more contemporary American Pie Presents movie. Because it's the same fucking thing. And modic- we actually had this discussion that I'm like, I'm not sure which of these I hate more. Yeah. Because they're both they're both the same kind of shit. Yeah. So it's not like Porky's was, oh, well, that's how it was back then. No. 
People still make movies like that, and it's still wrong. And it was wrong in 1981. And I don't know. It's interesting because you can kind of because it's set in 1954, right? So it's one of those things. Again, you could have made this into a, a more serious movie with like some comedic elements, the characters, because there is like a there is some truth to how these characters would behave living in 1954. But we're instead of like pitying them or being like, man, that was a shitty thing to do. We're supposed to identify with these characters, and it just whiffs on that so hard. Yeah, it does. This movie is terrible. And can we just be done with it? I, I'd like to watch Cannibal Holocaust again before watching this piece of shit. Cannibal Holocaust has more taste and respect for, for humanity. <laughs> At least Cannibal Holocaust tries to have a message, even if it whiffs a bit on it. At least it has something it's trying to say. What the fuck is this movie trying to say? I mean, is there anything redeemable about this movie? Because you always try to find something redeemable. Yeah. Um. Brian Schwartz is kind of cool. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, no. At least it kind of acknowledges that being mean to Jews is kind of not good. Yeah. I guess that's... Yeah. 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 So, it doesn't even have, like... I don't... Yeah, no. It's... Fuck this movie. It's just... There's very minimal things. Uh... Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything I liked about this movie. The soundtrack? I, I, All those good 50s oldies, 50s I guess? songs, I guess, is okay. Uh, yeah, other than... Other than... Brian Schwartz being really cool. Badass. That's about it. And we're stuck with Pee-wee the whole fucking movie. He sucks from the beginning to the end. We're not going to be revisiting the sequels. Oh, thank God. No, we're not. I mean, if we had enjoyed Porky's, we might, but we did not. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. That was our episode on Porky's. I hope you enjoyed our episode on Porky's. Not the movie. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what we do, make sure to leave a review and let others know. Help get the word out. Uh, for more episodes, check out our website, exploititpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at PodcastExploit, or on Instagram, at ExploitItPodcast. Or contact us at ExploitItPodcast at gmail.com. So join us for our bonus episode as we look at American Pie Presents the Book of Love. <sighs> <laughs> Big side <sigh> there. <laughs> <laughs>